0: cultivating optimism in your life. Research shows that Christians who live close to their faith have high levels of optimism, high levels of hope, and this could be causal to increased happiness. So what are the things that we can do to increase optimism in our lives? And why is it important? If you're like me, the COVID-19 virus and shutdown had an effect. So think about all these past years prior to 2020, what life was like, and then the changes that we've seen since then. My hope was dashed when I thought we were recovering and opening back up just to see an uptick in infections and more canceled events. Keeping a positive perspective has been more challenging with no events to look forward to like sports, birthday parties, anniversary celebrations, travel, or coffee in a cafe with a friend. We adapted and modified how we engaged in activities and significant life events. I, at that time, had to think about my happiness meter, acknowledging it was low and I decided I need to exercise some skills. If you're like me, I can start strong and then becoming discouraged as time goes on when the results are not automatic. We need support and encouragement from one another. So we're going to talk about optimism and pessimism because we're in unprecedented times. We're going to be disrupted in our lives. And we talk about the joy of the Lord being our strength. A hundred percent being in him flowing with the Holy ghost and manifesting the fruit of the spirit. That's where we need to be. We also have this soul and we live in this body and practicing healthy habits and building these skills help us to, with our mental and physical health. It's just something that we have to do while we're in this physical world. So the research shows us that most people are naturally pessimistic. We don't want to be discouraged by this because we can learn the skill of optimism. Certain percentages of happiness and optimism is genetic and certain percentages are um, learned. And it just depends on the person. I've heard the average for happiness, it can be up to 50%. That's a high percentage, just genetically happy. And then the rest you have to work on. And some people, it's a lot lower. And naturally, we are pessimistic. Just think about when something happens. Look at our news. Look at the media. It's based on pessimism. Um, And I can say there's been times when people have called me a Pollyanna because of my optimism and because I regulate my emotions and I land on happy and I have hope um, regardless. Because this world... You know, it could come to an end, but I know there's Jesus and I know there's heaven, so I have hope. And that puts a smile on my face. And not everybody understands that and not every Christian understands it. Um, So we're going to talk about how to develop optimism because it's so important during adversity to practice it um, through daily actions. Okay, so what is pessimism? Well, The research shows us it encourages depression. It's associated with a weak immune system. It feels down, blue, sad, worried, anxious. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We avoid challenges and fail more frequently, even when success is possible. Martin Seligman said, the best thing one can say about a pessimist is that his fears were founded. Okay, so the benefits of optimism. Happiness, vitality, hopeful, confident, cheerful. Optimism can be learned. The Ellis ABC model. Um, we can learn how to respond differently to adversity by talking ourselves through defeat. Yes, I am telling you to talk to yourself. I talk to myself. Sometimes I see myself doing it in public and then I see people with severe mental illness who are homeless and they're talking to themselves and I'm like, that's exactly what I look like. And it's because I I know the benefit of talking out loud because our ears, our brain is going to hear that. It's very different than thinking it. And there's benefit to it. So there's a tip right there. Talk to yourself, talk out loud. And yeah, don't do it in public because it looks a little weird. Um, so the LSABC model, A, adversity, the event that happens. For example, I have a flat tire, B, belief, how the adversity is interpreted. So my response to that flat tire. I always have bad luck. Why does this happen to me? C, consequences. I have feelings. There are actions. Example. You feel hopeless, angry, grouchy, yelling at your spouse in the car. So you take it out on them. The ABC method is how we redirect the pessimistic attitudes we all have. How can we Be proactive daily to build muscles of optimism so it's more natural for us to respond positively in thought and action to diverse events. So remember, when we've talked about this before, we want to find flow in all of these concepts where we're flowing in him, flowing in his divine grace, flowing in the fruit of the spirit. Sean Aker has conducted a multitude of studies worldwide about happiness. His findings have been adapted with the following three steps to daily build optimism skills. Number one, be thankful. Daily acts of gratitude. Journal three things you're grateful for for the past day. Consider our breath that we are alive and hearing the birds sing. Write down a positive memory from the past 24 hours in detail for a few minutes. As you remember it, your brain labels it as meaningful and deepens the imprint. Compose an email or text to someone thanking them for something they said, did, or just our thankfulness for their presence in our lives. Our brains become addicted to feeling good by making others feel good. Number 2, connect with others and God. The key to happiness and well-being. Spend time with family and friends. Our social connections are one of the best predictors for success and health and even life expectancy. Connect with your faith. Studies show those who live close to their spiritual beliefs have higher levels of optimism. Engage in a small act of service. For example, you could offer to mow an elderly neighbor's lawn or take out their trash. A large volume of research shows that people who are more religious, spiritual, have better mental health and adapt more quickly to health problems compared to those who are less religious and spiritual. The possible benefits to mental health and well-being have physiological consequences that impact physical health, affecting the risk of disease and influence response to treatment. Do what you can with what you have and let go of what you can't control. Make a list of things you're not in your control. The amount of emails in your inbox, the war in the world. Make a list today of things that are in your control. How you manage workflow to respond to the emails making good decisions in how you live your life. Write down the items you listed that you cannot control on a balloon and let it go into the atmosphere. I'm not joking. It may seem silly, but you need that visual. This symbolizes your decision literally to identify and let go of what is not in your control daily. The Christian perspective on gratitude um, is is immense. And um, this is something that we are practicing with optimism is that we have a lot of gratitude towards God and that feeds into our optimism. So as you practice these skills, you're going to notice that you're going to feel better. Your mental health will improve and you're going to be more in tune with God, more in tune with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to spread joy to people naturally. It's just going to bubble out of you. And don't be surprised when they ask you, how are you? What's going on? I see a change. It's okay to admit this because it takes intention to practice this. Just, Just observe for a day before you even start this and listen Listen to yourself, but listen to other people. How many times are we defaulting to pessimism, even as Christians? Uh, because it's it's more of um, natural for us to do that. And we can make that change. And it will make a difference in the atmosphere and affect the world around us.